I'll go again. Belinda, we've seen quite a few new venues open up in Greater Melbourne during the pandemic and also since we've learned to live with COVID. So what new developments have you seen recently? And I know you've been up in the Yarra Valley. That's right, Graeme. Um, I, I think it's really interesting that even though Melbourne, you know, won the Jersey's most lockdown city in the world and, and everything that, that that entailed, you know, with the, the sheer number of lockdowns, um, and part of that is the Yarra Valley. Most of the Yarra Valley was actually classed as Metro Melbourne. So it as well endured those those couple of years of, of was it six lockdowns? I lost count. I lost count in number four, I think. Yeah. Um, but despite all of that, you know, while so many people were, you know, were confined to home and, and confined, to, you know, within five kilometres of their home. And remember, at one point, we even had a curfew at, at oh. um, I think, nine o'clock at night. It's yeah, we did. Yeah. It's really bizarre to look back at that and you think, what happened in those last two years? So while you and I may have been lying on the couch and emptying our cupboards while watching Netflix, other people were actually doing a whole lot more than that. And that includes the team at Four Pillars, which is, of course, the gin distillery in the Yarra Valley on the it, within the town of Healesville, which is pretty much the bellwether of the Australian craft gin movement. So while we were shoving our faces with um, honey-coloured popcorn, or maybe that was just me, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, dirty secrets aside, all out here now. Yeah. Um, the team at Four Pillars uh, uh, created, um, they pretty much doubled the size of their of their campus at, at Healesville. Right. And they, they opened their new look distillery on April the 26th. It, they put $7 million into the expansion of the site. And a really big part of that was making, um, I mean, we've all been to distilleries and cellar doors, but this one has a really strong uh, sustainability ethos. And, and not only from that, it's absolutely beautiful. When I walked in there uh, this week, it's just a it's a it's a vision of rose gold and copper everywhere. And um, and what they've done is is because they're so popular, you know, they've they've um, incorporated more tasting rooms, more gin gardens. Don't you love that phrase? Just to say. Yeah, I don't know what a gin, gin garden, garden really is, but I guess it's <laughs> so they can grab different stuff to shove in the bottle. Is it? Uh, no, a gin garden is um, is actually my heartland. But a um, beer garden. You know, <laughs> It's a it's a it's a beer garden for gin drinkers. Oh, okay. They've created really beautiful spaces where people can sit and taste. One of the things that Four Pillars has always been great on is having tasting paddles. So you you set up your a various number of gins to taste of their different types styles of gins, um, and and different tonics, and you taste your way through them, and you you do taste the different botanicals in them. You know they have some really apart from the you know their standard um, their standard. Gins, and they also do seasonal gins, such as they have a great Christmas gin that comes out in late November every year. It sells out like crazy. What's that? A plum pudding flavored one, is it? It's pretty much. They say it's pretty much a pudding in a bottle. Yeah. Um, with with gin, which I can't see anything wrong with. Um, no. And then they've got they've got a bloody Shiraz. They do an olive uh, uh, their olive leaf gin, which is really intriguing. Right. So, so they have seasonal gins as well as their base, as their base, and and um, and they talk people through the tastings. But then they've also got um, cocktails, uh, gin cocktails, and uh, and they've also now they've got more stacks on. Uh, you can sit there and snack, and it's really a destination within um, within the Yarra Valley. Now, and, we should say at this point, of course, we expect people to drink responsibly and not sit there and whack a paddle down and then <laughs> and then drive for an hour back to Melbourne, weaving through the traffic, um, and, which you obviously did. 
<laughs> what drive back to Melbourne? No, of course I stayed in the valley. Like That's... it's just it's it is absolutely beautiful, especially in autumn. Yeah. It's, it's it's just glorious. You've got the autumn leaves. It's a it's a it's a one hour. It you know it's less than an hour from the city, and it's an it's an absolute world away. And I think that. Um, that this is one of uh, a revitalization of particularly of Hillsville. You know, the main street is full of beautiful coffee roasters. It's got a number of wineries have got cellar doors on the street. So you don't have to do that driving if or, you know, you can also join tours and things like that and yeah. go through the valley. So or, or, you know, hit up your best friend and make them the responsible driver. But um, one of the big things with Four Pillars was the sustainability behind it. And when we went in to sit down, we were seated down at a table um, we're seeing on lovely leather leather banquettes. They're actually made from a pineapple fibre, which I found quite which I found quite fascinating. So wow. um, they and uh, and there's copper everywhere. They're um, they've got uh, their gins are running on tap so that they're not opening bottles. That's the whole a good time. idea. Yeah, they've got such things like they've got a new bottling area, um, which they've opened up so you can while you're sipping a gin, you can look down into the bottling room and um, and I, I think. Uh, so it, you know, it's got great sustainability. They said that they were going to save, you know, 29 tonnes of glass each year with just one of these innovations. That's fantastic. So I, I think they've been they've been really successful. It really is a destination within the yeah. Valley for gin aficionados and those just curious to look at absolutely beautiful architecture as well. Right. And it is one of our most awarded gins um, repeatedly. Um, you know, it's done very, very well. So a popular product before they've even begun, I guess. Absolutely, and I think it's just going. It, it's given. It was so popular that, that people were queuing up and, you know, right. to, to get in there. So this is giving a lot more space, and so you know they're hoping that they won't have that issue with queues that they'll right. be able to distribute. Oh well, there's due warning for our visitors that we are obviously sending up there. From. Well, you can you can actually pre-book, Graham. So you can okay. book your spot in, or you can do as we did and just shimmy up there on a you know on a Sunday afternoon for a little a little gin tasting. Fantastic. Yeah. So, have you did you see anything else in the valley? I, I know there's some new product there. Um, it's a bit of a cultural destination these days with um, art and uh, sculpture gardens and goodness knows what else. I think that the other major thing happening in the valley at the moment is the St Hubert's, uh, the revitalisation of the St Hubert's cellar door, yeah. and and it's it's almost like a village. It's um so so it's a uh, about ten minutes back from Hillsville. So is uh, that just, cold just, stream? What it is cold stream. Right, yeah, that's yeah. right. So if you drive past uh, Coombe Estate, which is of course where Dame Nelly Nelly Melba, yeah, Dame Nelly Melba's estate. Then just five minutes past that, you can't miss it. You'll find St Hubert's, and this is actually um, one of the oldest, uh, one of the first wineries in the region. It was established as a winery in 1862 wow. by uh, by a Swiss uh, by a Swiss winemaker. So, um, and that gives that that Swiss flavour. So you know, you're driving around and you find places called Gruyere and you know regions and things like that. Mm. So find that influence so they have opened this um incredible new cellar door it's got it's not just for wine just for their wine tasting it's also got a really great um wine shop in there which stocks around 70 wines from around around australia so it's it's got a uh, okay. more breadth than that like but a regional the, cellar door rather than just their own product yeah yeah, exactly. It actually has actually has Australia wide wines in there, oh. um, and then there's a restaurant. It's got a beautiful, beautiful tasting room where you can order a cheese platter and uh, and and tastings of their wines. The most exciting thing was going downstairs. It is is an absolutely beautiful um, Indigenous art gallery. 
So um, the Hubert Gallery of Art is uh, is underneath it, and they acknowledge they're set on Wurundjeri country. And these um, this open space just has the most incredible collection of Western Desert artists yeah. uh, there. And so if you go back to who's developing it, this is a, a collaboration again between art curator Adam Knight and and Jerry Ryan, who were established the Gallery of Aboriginal Art at, Mich- at Mitchelton. Um, ah, Wyoming. right, yep. So, so that puts it all into context because, yeah. um, you know, Jerry Ryan, who founded Jayco Caravans, for those, you know, p- putting a yeah. travel bent on this as well, um, he also owns wineries, resorts. He's and got, he funded um, a, a, tour, a, a team in the uh, Tour de France. And also in the Women's National Basketball League. So he's, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's, he's terrific, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So he's teamed up again with Adam Knight, who's the art curator, um, who's owned a number of galleries and curated a number of galleries, which he's uh, established from networks from going back to when he was a young child and um, travelling through Central Australia. So um, that the Mitchelton Gallery of Aboriginal Art was opened in Nagambi in 2018. And so this is this is the next partnership between between these two. Okay. And it's, it's absolutely beautiful and it, it adds a cultural... You know, it adds an art bent to to an, uh, to a destination. So you've really hit the trifecta. You've got fabulous food, you've got great wine, and you have beautiful art. So I, I can't see any other reason to, to go anywhere myself. No, absolutely. That's you, You've summed it up in a nutshell. Head to the Yarra Valley, and uh, you've got a ticket to win by the sound of things. That's great. Well, thanks, Belinda. Um, I know that next week uh, you're going one-on-one with the new CEO of a core of a core Pacific, Sarah Derry. So that should be interesting. Um, you're talking to her later today, aren't you? I am. It makes it sound well like we're going into a fight, though. But yes, we're going to. She's the new CEO of a core Pacific, and um, we're going to have a chat to see what's happening with the brand, um, the new hotels that are opening up around Australia and in Melbourne. You know, there were more than ten. Five star hotels opened in Melbourne City last year in, in yeah. the middle of the pandemic. It's and incredible. Course, well, they're all banked up, you know, of course. You know, they're plan- a new hotel doesn't happen overnight. So, mm. you know, it's years in the making. But we're still in 2022. Um, you know, we're just having this incredible blossoming of hotels in, in the city. And I'm uh, heading off to check out a couple. Um, okay. Over the next week or two. I think you are our official hotel scout. We might have just <laughs> might have to send you a breathalyzer just in case. <laughs> you can just I just and when I'm at home I have to leave a mint chocolate on my pillow to remind myself that I'm still <laughs> I've got my feet on the ground. I love it. I love it. Well, Belinda, thank you uh, so much for that. Uh, okay, so so we've got a station ID to run and. So you are, I haven't got a time against it, but it's after 17.56.20. So your, your last uh, intro there, uh, Belinda. And that brings our first hour to a close, but do stay tuned to JED 88 FM as Travel Rider Radio continues after 6pm. Travel Writers. Ah, I did it again, sorry. Go okay. again, go again. And that brings our first hour to a close, but do stay tuned to J Air 88 FM as Travel Writers Radio continues after 6 p.m.